0: Hey Bobby, hey Joseph, here's our song, Those Who Trust by Waterdeep. Those who trust in the Lord, trust. to the church plus coffee with friends podcast and that was a special intro by our dear friend Wade Thompson sending that in from Germany and he's in East Germany I think that's the commun- the formerly communist East Germany and he is a huge fan of the podcast but we're a huge fan of him and he sings these awesome songs and maybe joseph can give you the history or story behind apparently their song
1: oh yeah that's our song that's that's me and wade several years ago i mean i think he had played it before i came along but i played the cajon for him and we were i mean i've never had more fun on the cajon than on that song i mean even just listening to it now i was going to start playing on my coffee cup and i've only played it with him the one or two times but we think of it as our song, absolutely.
0: He seems like an awesome person to jam with. Like, he's always posting pictures, jamming. Best person to jam with. and the German restaurants and stuff with people, and it
1: just looks so fun. Well, yeah, they use that as a ministry to reach out to people because people love music. And so non-Christian people will spend a lot of time at their house jamming with them. And that's the, their connection with them to give them the gospel. So, love you, Wade and Linda. Thank you for what you're doing in Germany. And keep playing our song without me. But
0: let me join you again. They love uh, different styles of music. Like they like Americana. Johnny Cash is a big one. So I I think next week we're going to get a listen from Wade from Johnny Cash. So that'll be fun. yeah. Because he's got the perfect voice for it. And I asked him, uh, like, do they love, you know, American music? And, you know, he was kind of like, well... If you tell them from, you're from Texas, they love you. But if okay. you tell them you're from America, not not so much.
1: Well, is Texas America? I mean, Texas is kind of its own entity, somewhat separated from America. They can fly their flag by itself. They don't need the American flag. Right.
0: There's, like, America, and then Texas, and then, like, England. Like, okay. that's how the levels go, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. First there was England, then there was America, and then there was Texas. Uh, yesterday, my kids were studying about the Alamo because we're trying to raise them up like good Texans. And it's funny, you don't you don't really remember until you read you the story. You don't remember? Haha! <laughs> 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 Very funny. You don't really remember until you read the story again that it wasn't Americans, it was Texans fighting that war. So the whole time Abigail was trying to retell me the story, she kept saying, these weren't Americans yet. They would be Americans, but they're Texans. because oh, right. Texas was not part of America at that point, right? Right. Okay. And then she knew the whole story, like how they didn't win at the Alamo and how they went on to win later on. So, wow. yeah, remember, Texas apparently is famous around the world. So that's great that even in East Germany, formerly communist Germany, they uh, are fans of Texas. Have you watched the John Wayne Alamo movie? I don't think I've watched it. Okay, yeah. It's pretty long and maybe a little bit drawn out. I would love to go and visit Wade and Linda in Germany. That sounds uh, really great. And there's a lot of important ministry that needs to be done there. So we're happy to have them as friends for Texans in the middle of Germany spreading the Texas gospel and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Which is a bigger gospel, right? I mean, the the Texas gospel would have to be a bigger gospel. Well, it might be a little bit smaller than the real Just like the city gospel. kingdom
1: is a bigger kingdom.
0: No, I shouldn't have brought that up. So what matters is that we're part of the kingdom of God. That's the important thing. Absolutely. Amen. Yes. Can we get some hallelujahs out there. <laughs> some people like to divide us between city and country, but really... We're all gonna come together in the end in the great city of God, so we don't need to quibble about these little things. I think this is a past episode that we should leave in the past. Yeah, I, you brought it up first, so <laughs> you're right. It sounded like there was some. <laughs>
1: you're right. I did bring it bitterness
0: up. churning inside. I'm getting over it mostly, by and large. Yeah. Uh, today we're drinking some coffee as we like to do in the morning sometime, and. What kind of coffee are we drinking this morning? Yeah,
1: I appreciate this cup. I'm drinking black coffee from 7-Eleven. But we should specify that 7-Elevens in Japan are completely different than like a gas station in the States. It's not black pot coffee that's been sitting out all morning. This is a automatic machine. It's like a dollar for the coffee, right? But yeah, it it's really cheap. It's grinds, about a dollar. Grinds the beans right there for you. And I think it makes it as a americano
0: yeah so the first thing about convenience store coffee is that it's convenient which makes sense the second thing is that it's store coffee what do you mean
1: well if it's convenient then it's store okay yeah it's in a store those are two things okay if there's a third thing i don't know it maybe you can enlighten me
0: yeah so they have what's unique about japan is the coffee is brewed really fresh so if you get espresso like i got an iced latte and joseph got a brewed coffee it's not like they just pour in the 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 grinded beans that have been sitting there but they grind the beans right there in front of you when you press the button and this is all automatic i mean it's giving you fresh espresso shots right right, when you press the button and you can do it all yourself right yeah it's very nice so it kind of makes me think like why do we need these fancy baristas if this machine can like do it all
1: Right, yeah, no, and people think the same thing about my coffee shop, like, well, why would you charge $4 for a cup of coffee when you can get one for $1.50 at a 7 But when people come... It's all about the money. No, it's a human experience instead of a robotic experience. So my coffee is prone to mistakes, which is more human. Right. So like, you want that in your coffee, right?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You do go for that connection, and you form friendships if you go to a coffee shop or to Lumber Joe Coffee, um, but you also are paying to, if you go to a coffee shop, you're paying to rent that space. A lot of That's people true. will go to Starbucks and they'll spend time with their wife or they'll work Right. and you're paying for that experience.
1: And you're paying for the people there to clean up after you, to be like your servants for a little bit. So you can pretend that you're in Victorian England for a second, like you have servants serving you. If you come to Lumberjoe, you're paying for a much better quality cup and sleeve plus access to the gospel which can
0: change your life and eternity forever but gas station coffee in america like you were saying is not very good at all but in japan convenience store coffee is like it's very good really good and it does make you question why you would go to a coffee shop and spend four or five dollars on an iced latte because the the coffee that we're holding is like a dollar give or take some change and like everyone that I know that tries it, just think it's thinks it's the most fresh, delicious coffee right. they've ever had.
1: The only one downside that I think it might have is that the cups are really thin, and so it's hard; it doesn't hold the heat in very long. But that's okay, and that's not a big deal. But it is kind of a downside. And I also wonder sometimes about since the machines are totally automated, they're not really cleanable. So I don't know. I I don't any backup. I don't really get. I get the iced coffee
0: there because to me the iced coffee is good there, but I don't really care for the hot coffee that much. I'm sure they've got a system for cleaning. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of process that they use. I would hope so.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Well, anyway, it's good coffee, so thank you for it.
0: So I'm drinking iced coffee this morning, even though it's pretty cold outside, and I also tend to wear shorts and flip flops a lot, so. Mm -hmm. Even this time of year, when I go out, like Japanese people think that I've lost my mind. Right. The first thing they ask me, and it could be 70 degrees outside, they'll just act like, what is wrong with you? Get some clothes on. And it's just funny.
1: Samukunai. Samukunai.
0: That's what what I have to say like 10 times a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that means we're not, I'm not cold. Like it's 70 degrees outside. But they don't care. They just look at the calendar and, you know, it gets chilly in the morning and chilly at night. So you got to be prepared all day long, apparently. Um, Have you been listening? Just this just came to my mind. I don't know why. Have you listened to any new music recently? Me? Yeah. You were telling me about this album you were listening to this morning.
1: Um, Let's see. New music. Have I listened to anything new?
0: You were telling me that you really enjoyed this new, like, rap album or something. I don't really (laughs) know that much about it, but...
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, you have it on your phone. Like, you're prepared. Dude, I have it implanted in my wrist. Yeah, so... Is this, like, your new workout music? This is what you're jamming to in the morning? I keep waiting for it to build in suspense... But all it does is build
1: in suspense and it never releases. But I do love this part right here. Close on Sunday. Uh. Oh. You my Chick Fil A. Uh uh. Close on Sunday. Come again. You my Chick Fil A. Hold the
0: selfies. Put the gram away.
1: So, do you like this
0: music? Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. Are you part of the online insanity? Um, I don't know what that means. I haven't really posted about it or anything, but what's going on online? Oh, I just... Have you seen some of I the... try not to get on, like, Facebook too much. and All the tangents and stuff?
1: No. Yeah, well, what I think is kind of funny... I mean, I think this whole thing is fantastic. I think that Kanye West getting saved is wonderful and fantastic. I have nothing against it. And I've heard from a lot of Christians online... That there are other Christians who are like, wait a second. Stand up for my
0: Sorry, I just love that part. It's a good song. So Joseph's making fun of it, but it, no, it, I'm it, not making. It fun really of it. is. Well, I mean, a good album.
1: Yes, it is. It is. I used to listen to rap when I was younger, like fourteen, fifteen. But then there just came a point that I realized, you know. I'm very, very Caucasian, and maybe it's not its not the most culturally appropriate thing for me to listen to rap, because like Hispanics do incredible rap, black people do incredible rap, there are some white guys who do rap, and that always feels a little bit out of place to me.
0: Yeah, but so you were telling us anyway, about the tangents online.
1: Well, yeah, I just think it's kind of funny that... Um, Is this
0: stressing you out, because it looks like it's stressing you out. <laughs>
1: So I've heard that there are all these Christians who are saying like, oh, I don't know if Kanye West is really a Christian, blah, 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 blah. And so all the other Christians who are in support of him are attacking those other Christians. But I've just not actually seen anyone say anything that was negative about him becoming a Christian. I haven't actually seen it. I've just heard of it like these mystery ghost people who are saying that it's not for real. But what I am seeing is a lot of Christians getting really, really worked up about defending him and kind of like attacking other people. And maybe there are other people who are saying like, this is, you know, bogus, but I just haven't actually seen any of that. And I think it's funny that in the song he says, you know, put your selfies away, put the gram away, Instagram, and everyone's getting online and talking about his songs. They're like. He's a Christian, no, he's not. He's a Christian, no, he's not. Anyway, all right. I'm not stressed. I'm just rambling. But you like the music,
0: so I think it's great. How do you feel about that? Well,
1: <laughs> I just don't want people to fight anymore. I've I don't want realized. to fight online. I don't like when I see Christian brothers and sisters online oh, I love fighting
0: it. about. I love it <laughs> about things that they don't even know about. I love it. It's like that's a good day on Facebook when I see people going to <laughs> war <laughs>
1: what what is kind of funny is people who have never listened to rap before are like all oh, getting in the hood now because because a famous rapper
0: has become a Christian, and so, yeah, yeah, I saw this missionary the other day with his pants way too low. <laughs> I won't mention any names. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's taking the world by storm. No, I think it's great
1: news, and I've heard that there is a great gospel outreach through his concerts that he's doing now, and people are hearing the gospel, and so I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah,
0: about the controversy so-called that you were talking about, I agree with you. I think it's totally made up. I haven't seen anybody criticize Kanye West. Right. So I think it's all just coming out of like Christians, like just like preparing to Looking for a defend fight. or attack and like just expecting it to come. Yeah. Even though it hasn't come. And I also want to say it hasn't come from either side, it hasn't come from non Christians either. Right. There's been no yeah. one criticizing Kanye that aren't Christians that right. I've seen. I mean, no, nothing of substance really. Yeah, nothing more than normal, everyday criticism that would happen anywhere. Right. So I think that's been great, and I hope that it's a chance for people who would normally not think about Jesus during their daily life to maybe think about it, even though you know it's just in a rap song. In the end, it doesn't mean that much. But maybe if people just hear those words, it'll kind of stir them up a little bit. Yeah,
1: well, no, I've heard that there was like— Uh, way more google hits for christianity and what is christianity since his album released which is great so god you know saves a man who's on a platform that man can use the platform that's fantastic
0: but you can't believe everything you see on facebook yeah
1: i just think it's funny how everyone's getting so involved in it like they have any
0: like like we have any position in it at all well that's what's great is i think christian's some Christians feel like they do like have this stake in it. And they're like part of what Kanye is doing because they're Christians. And so people are getting like defensive, even though there's nothing to defend. I love it. Anytime there's a good Facebook war going on.
1: Or people who have never listened to him before and never listened to rap before. And now they're like, yo Kanye, you my boy. You know, (laughs) I mean, is that not a little bit funny to you? Like what about all the other Christian artists? yeah I mean, it's a little bit disingenuous like, I don't like Christian artists who play country music because I don't like country music but if someone famous who's a rapper even though I didn't like rap before now I'm like oh yeah we down are you
0: cold no no thank you I'm not Um, right. I, I don't right. want to be that guy but it like what? I think your jacket maybe is doing some swishing or something <laughs> And the microphones are a little bit sensitive, and they're kind of picking it up. Okay, I get it. So, sorry. He does it. have a shirt underneath, obviously. Yeah, so, this I'll isn't like...
1: Take off my jacket. Stripping down. Anything for your podcast. Just
0: freeze over here. <sighs> my
1: lukewarm Joseph is like, coffee.
0: Joseph is like f- a little bit of flesh and bones, and he and gets cold. I think he coat. gets cold easily, which is crazy because where he's from and where i'm from that doesn't make sense oh back to kanye can i just say that i'm just glad it got done
1: that it i'm glad that that all came up because it transferred the whole conversation from beth moore to kanye west so that we didn't have to finish that beth moore conversation This is great relief to me. Again, I
0: love a good fight. (laughs) That's all I have to say on the matter. I love a good fight. I don't. I don't. Does it make you nervous? I just... Oh, I don't. But anyways, so Kanye, this album is good. I've listened to it several times. But do you think that art is a thing?
1: That art is a thing?
0: Yes. Yes. Do you think if an art is good, it's universally... Recognized, yes, or will stand the test of time. Maybe is a better word.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if it's good art, then there are enough people who will appreciate it. But that's the beautiful thing about art: is there's so many different people
0: who appreciate different things. So if you have this album that he just made, and it's a Christian album, and in the past he's been made to, he's been known to make great art. You would think that this would also need to stand that test. That if art is good, no matter if it's Christian or not Christian, then this album should be just as popular as anything else that he's ever done because if it's good art, it's good.
1: Well, but people are also attracted to the message of the art, too. So there are people who won't be attracted to...
0: They might be attracted to the rhythm or the music, Well, they won't be attracted to... to me, that would say that art does not stand on its own, that art is subjective. But if
1: art is a combination if you're talking musically if it's a combination of music and lyrics like that Hugh Grant movie then it would be art in the those two things combined yeah maybe so but yeah but i mean i do know that like with dc talk they the secular music world loved dc talk's music and so they wanted to bring them out of christian music Hmm. Which it's is a, where yeah. when
0: Toby Mac said we're not going to cross over unless we bring the cross over. Right. So. I I tend to think that art is art. So there are some good examples like that. Another one is Michael W. Smith. And his art is kind of universally appreciated. Really, he's well known like in the yeah, so-called he's, secular He's music really world. respected in the music industry. And so I think if you really perfect that art, Then I think it can be universally recognized.
1: Well, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's not always the case, but it can happen.
1: Well, I think that usually happens, at least on the other side. There are plenty of Christians who love, um, you know, the art or music art of non Christians. Yeah. Like, I mean, who doesn't love the Beatles, maybe? Right. Yeah. Not necessarily their messages, or a lot of times not their messages, but they still tend to like the music.
0: Or John Denver or johnny cash when joseph gets a good cup of coffee he just gets going on a roll
1: this is good convenience store coffee
0: so today for our conversation we want to talk about something really interesting at least to us it's something that's interesting and so we were talking about some of these things the other day and just our conversation and life so we wanted to talk about it with you so if you have a cup of coffee this is your time sit back relax Hopefully engage in the conversation because we'd love to hear what you think about it, too. Today, we're going to talk about what Christians believe. And we're going to divide this into two parts because obviously it's a big topic. So this is part one, what Christians believe. So the first question we want to talk about is who or what is God? That's a good question. So we know what theology is, right? Uh, The study of God. Theology is the study of God. It's like a map for how to experience God. Sometimes we hear the words like theology, and it kind of scares us a little bit. But if we talk about something like theology or doctrine, those things in itself are not spiritual, right? We don't worship those things. Doctrines are a map, and... It's not like something that we worship in itself. I think some people love doctrine so much that they put this high value on it. And it's important, but the doctrine itself is not important. It's a map for how to understand God a little bit better. I see. Okay. Yeah, you're saying
1: that the doctrine is not God.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying there's no inherent divinity in doctrine. You know, some people really, they really value doctrine. And we do value doctrine, but we value it because it's a map to understand God the correct way. So, just thinking about like God in general, what is God? A lot of people, when they hear the word God, they think that God is bad. And others think God is good. Where do you fall in? Well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> why would someone think that God is bad? If God is good, uh-huh. why has so much gone wrong?
1: Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah, we just watched a really interesting documentary about Mark Twain. And he had this wonderful, fantastic life, um, with lots of trouble and financial trouble all the way through his life. But at the end of his life, unfortunately, I don't know if people know this, but at the end of his life, he, he just lashes out against God and becomes basically an atheist. But the thing with atheism that I've always noticed is it doesn't seem like atheists are atheists. It seems like they're just angry at God because so many bad things have gone in their life. And so they say, if God is real, then he's not a good God. And so I don't like him. So I'm going to get back
0: at him by not believing in him. Right. I mean, that's... Yeah, so that's a lot of people believe that. There's there's a a lot of people like us who believe that God is good. And a lot of people who think, or God is bad, or why hasn't he manifested himself in my life? Why don't I feel him or see him? So that's a question to think about. And we're going to talk about that some more. Yeah. When you think of God, Joseph, how do you think of him? Not not Jesus, but God in its entirety. Is he this giant cosmic thing floating through space? Does he fill out to the edges of the universe? You know, Have you thought about it much? Or what do you think of when you think of God? That is probably the hardest
1: question in the world that anyone could ask <laughs> is from he, anyone.
0: <laughs> is he a definite thing that we can understand as humans
1: this so this is the tricky thing about what you're asking because you're asking me
0: to define god right um what, we're I studying mean, kind god. Of what you're we're, asking we're looking at theology we're studying god but together
1: to the word define is related and very much like the word confine
0: right yes so if you are defining something that means you're limiting it But I I was just saying, what do you think of when you think of God? So we were talking about yesterday the idea that's really prevalent in our culture and has been prevalent in our culture for a long time, and that's the idea of pantheism. Right. And I didn't know what that was until I reminded myself and looked online. Pan just means many, right? Right. So the definition of pantheism is, a doctrine which identifies God with the universe, or that the universe is a manifestation of God, or it can mean the worship of many gods.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's big in Japan, in Shintoism. It's the land of eight million gods. So there's a, you know, the God in the wood, God in the rock, God in the mountain.
0: Yeah. So as Christians, we don't believe that, right? I don't. I mean yes no God created yes. Christian doctrine God, God created matter but we don't find him in matter we don't find him necessarily God the being that we're worshiping necessarily in that object right we see ourselves I am a
1: created being I'm living in a created world this earth and God is the creator of that world yeah
0: completely separate entity so CS Lewis makes this suggestion that God is a definite being And he is more definite than we are as human beings. Okay. Because he's so definite in our mind, we can't understand it because it's so specific. And he's such a real person, more real than we even are. Okay, yes. I see what you're saying. So, in other words, God is not this universe. He's not just the universe manifested, or we can see God in the tree. We can see God in the waterfall. But God is something very specific, and he is very real. Yes. Just an idea that's a good idea to have when we begin our right. study of what God is. Right. Another thing, obviously, God is outside time. Of course, yes. Time's created entity. He sees yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Okay,
1: yes. Would you say that's probably true? Day after tomorrow as well, I would the say. The
0: day after, what about the day, the day after tomorrow? I think even the day before yesterday, which usually I can't remember. So, God created this timeline, mm-hmm. this story. So, God, the creator of the story, is outside time. Yes. Just like an author is outside of his story. Yes. So, unless you watch the movie Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell
1: which the author is not outside of his story, which is fascinating.
0: Sorry. So God <laughs> is outside of his story. He's, he's bigger than Will Ferrell. He's <laughs> bigger than any of these other people. And that also affects the doctrine of free will. Do we have free will as Christians? Yes. Okay. You believe we have free will, and other Christians believe we don't have free will. And one of the reasons they believe that is because God sees the end.
1: Yes, he sees the and end. And so
0: they think because God sees the end, that means that he is orchestrating his story as an author does, and we cannot see the end. Man,
1: people can just go around and round in circles because we're trying to understand these things that we are so finite and can't understand.
0: Right. Well, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of mystery to this. I yeah. think... As Christians, we should be earnest in understanding it to the best of our knowledge. I'm okay with stepping back and saying we don't have totally all the answers as finite beings to what this very infinite yet definite God, Mm -hmm. the way he thinks, the way he has organized the universe. We just don't know. I think there's a humbleness in saying as man that we don't know.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We're studying God. We're studying theology, but you can't fit God into a formula because he's bigger than the formula. Okay. Yeah. But we have what God says about himself, which is through his word. So
1: we have the word of God, which in which he describes himself, which is where we get our
0: doctrine, which is where we should be getting our
1: doctrine at least.
0: Right. But there's still some things we don't totally understand. And the great example of that, you know, predestination or free will is a good example. Sure. Another example is the Trinity, we just... Oh yeah, that's a great example. We don't totally understand how that works. The problem is when people
1: get messed up and Christians really start to fight with each other is when they try to define something like the Trinity. They try to say, God is one. And then other people try to say, no, God is three. And then they try to explain it like God is like an egg or he's like this three leaf clover. But those things don't work because those are physical adaptations. This is something that I heard on the subject of the Godhead, which because the Trinity isn't a biblical word, but Godhead is. As
0: you can tell, Joseph's been waiting to dive into this. I'm so ready.
1: What I have heard that was helpful to me is that if you were to describe a religion or invent a religion or a cult, And you needed to invent the God of that religion. Like many people think that Christians have done from centuries gone by. They believe that Christians invented this God. Would you do it in such a confusing way as to say that God is three and he's also one? You wouldn't because you don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. And it actually seems to do more of a discredit to the religion that you've created. But if God is beyond what we can understand, then he can be one and can be three at the same time. And there's no physical thing like a three-leaf clover that we can use on this
0: earth to describe him. I agree with you. Although I do think that the Bible makes it clear that there are three aspects of God, whether or not you want to use persons or not, I do believe that there are three entities to the Godhead and and they are all fully God.
1: Yes, that's the thing. Because if you take one leaf off of a three-leaf clover, it's not the three-leaf clover anymore. So it doesn't work to describe him because each person of the Godhead is the full Godhead. Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, says in Colossians.
0: But what you were saying is that if you were going to make up a religion, you would not make it up like this. Well, that's what I heard someone say, yes. And C.S. Lewis said that Christianity is odd. Right. And he says reality is also odd when you think about it. And if someone had made up Christianity, we would probably have a very different story.
1: Right, of course. Yeah, because they would make it more believable. But would you believe in a god that was believable? Yeah. Right. Would you believe would you believe in a god that you could just understand with your human using 10% of your brain power? Understand like, "Oh yeah, I can understand God." Right. It
0: kind of makes sense that's another proof for God that the just the fact that we can't that would, totally understand it would make him a very small god, right? Right.
1: It's kind of like the thing you were saying the other day about if if we could understand it that would disprove it.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I'll drink some more uh, coffee and but, see
1: if it comes back.
0: But Christianity is one of those things that is just weird enough to be true. And uh C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity says reality is something you would not have guessed. Oh, I like I that. I love that line. Yeah, And he says, this is why I believe in Christianity, because nobody would ever make up a story that looks like this. Right. Uh, we were talking about good and evil earlier. Mm-hmm. People like to define things as good and evil. And this is true. There's good in this world and there's evil in this world mm-hmm. with this distinction. And this is all talking about God and the universe that he's orchestrating. Bad is always good, corrupted. And the few things that are left in the bad, like let's say there's a good characteristic about this evil person, maniac, that exists or has existed in history. That good aspect of his character comes from the good. Leftovers from the good. So just think for a second. An example of this is Satan. Satan started off as good. Sure. So any good qualities that he has, whether it's loyalty in his followers, whatever it is, it is the good in him that is corrupted and twisted. Wickedness turns out... This is where it gets interesting. Okay, <laughs> wickedness turns out to be the pursuit of some good. No, you think about Adolf Hitler. He was in the pursuit of taking care of his people, and that's not a bad thing nope. in itself. <laughs> this nope. is true. So it's evil, though, it's totally it's separate. But in his mind, mo- and he was pursuing what he thought was good in his mind. If yeah, if he was given over to and a what,
1: reprobate mind, and what by was God.
0: and what was good he was trying to take care of his country and he twisted that into something that was hideous
1: yeah yeah he wasn't taking care of the people of his country that were Germans that he was killing because of their birth defects or things like that but yeah okay yeah he was doing what was right in
0: his own eyes so the reason that we make this distinction is that instead of being two equal sides good and evil Mm -hmm. there is one side that is stronger and it's obviously the side of good. And this idea of good and evil, they're both measured by how they live up to the moral
1: law. Yeah, so anything that's evil would be what's exercising itself against the good. And God is good, the Bible tells us, and he's the author of good. So anything that is against God is evil, even if it's thinking like the Bible talks about men who are doing what's right in their own eyes. It doesn't mean that it's right. But they're doing it against God. Like Lucifer, he falls, and because he's trying to overpower God, he's doing a rebellion against God, and that's what's evil.
0: Who is Lucifer? Satan. Lucifer is only mentioned in the King James Bible, and that's because it was translated from the Latin Vulgate. Okay. It so means- Satan Lucifer doesn't exist. Did you know that? No, that's not true. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Satan exists. Read your Bible. <laughs> I uh, have to I have to
1: we'll have to save the King James argument for another much longer
0: episode but that's what it says in my bible so which I trust with all my badness heart. is spoiled goodness because evil
1: I don't know is that does the bible teach evil that evil
0: cannot though? create it doesn't have the power to create right. if Satan wanted to make his own kingdom he can't do that the only thing that he can do is corrupt something that's good and twist it and make it according to the way he wants it. So everything that Satan does is like the inverse so, of the kingdom so of God. So what's the
1: point of that conversation, though? What 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 are people trying to get at if they say that that um, badness is just corrupt goodness? Because to me, it
0: seems like badness is a completely separate entity. To be bad, it has to come from something good. Otherwise, you would never know it was bad. So I'm not saying that any of these are the total thoughts on the subject, but yeah, yeah. we'll just, you know, You're throwing some thoughts bringing out Bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the New Testament, if you read it, Joseph, you read the New Testament a lot. It talks about uh, some darkness. Yes. There's there's war. There's disease. It's not always a pretty picture. Uh huh. So some people think of God or Christianity as this clean cut, flowery, uh, feminine subject. You go to church. It's for older women. It's very flowery. There's tissues on the front row for you to use. Sure. Yeah. But this is not what Christianity is. At its core, because there's God and because he has an enemy who corrupted the good, evil, Mm -hmm. there is a war, right? And when we appeal for someone to follow Christ, we are recruiting them for this war that we're preparing for. Right. And in. So when we go to church, we're not going to smell flowers and use tissues, although that can happen from time to time. (laughs) It's more like going and gathering with other soldiers and getting a battle plan ready Yeah, to fight the enemy. Well,
1: yeah, God promises in his book that he is going to destroy evil and reign over it in good, and he's inviting people to join with him in that reclamation, and then he's going to get through with this world and build a new one, and it's going to be good. So, yeah, he's inviting us to be on the,
0: the winning side of the battle. Quick recap. We talked about God and who he is. He is a specific person, even though he could be as big as the universe, we don't know how big he is. he is still well, he's everywhere a defined person, but he's
1: everywhere. But I don't know. see, see here's the thing. Can I just say this? If you define something, that means you're you're limiting what it is. So if I define this coffee cup, then it's six inches tall and it's three inches wide, then I have defined it. It's no bigger than six inches tall and it's no Wider than three inches wide, so it's defined. It's right. limited, which we
0: didn't do. We didn't give any dimensions or anything, right?
1: But God is not limited, right, to our understanding, right? So how do you? How can we define someone yeah, who I is undefinable I
0: wouldn't use the word define. I'm, I'm not using the word define. I'm saying he's a definite being, which is oh, a different yes. word, right? I know I what think. you're saying. I'm just saying that he exists. It's not that he's he is the, not an idea. He's not the universe, right? That's all I'm trying to say, right. What you're saying is also right. I also agree that in the pursuit of God, which is a great pursuit in studying theology even, I think that's a great thing to to not define God in your terms. And we can earnestly study the subject and look at God's word and what he says about God and the Trinity. I think it's healthy to say that we don't have all the answers. Of course, yes. But we have the Bible,
1: and so we can define or describe God based on how he describes himself
0: through his word. Right. So anyways, this is part one of our discussion, and we purposely wanted to limit it to what God is and how he exists in the universe and how good and evil kind of exists in this world. And so this is part one of what Christians believe. And next week, we're going to look at part two of what Christians believe. We're going to talk about how this being, God, this person that we've talked about, comes and invades this earth and what it means for us as human beings. Bring it to me. And I hope that you guys have a great week. Uh, Joseph's just playing his top songs off his phone right now and thanks for <laughs> listening, being part of this discussion if you have a question about what we talked about or wanted to get into it deeper yes, uh, let us know please send it in we purposely kept it on the sort of intellectual level because to us it's boring if your mind is not teased a little bit it's kind of kind of boring so that's why we're getting into some deep stuff here
1: which is probably why I didn't talk quite as much as I normally might it was. Like, you talked a lot, intellectual. <laughs> you talked so much. I'm just gonna listen to
0: this song. It was good. I liked all what you had to share. Have a great week. How could he not be the greatest? In my bed, under covers, when undercovers had raided. My presence is happy, belated, fashionably late. I'm just glad that you made it. The best is yet to come. I'm just glad that you waited. They all said it real till it's time to appraise it. I've seen them come and go, you only the latest. But who am I to judge? I'm crooked as Vegas. Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven.
1: We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. King of the kingdom. Our demons are trembling Holy angels defending In the Father we put our faith A lot of damaged souls, I don't damage
0: those And my arrogance... Chick-fil-A! <laughs>